0: Hello there. So, uh, beginning metal detecting with William Kennedy. I'm just going to stay on topic about what I have been talking about. Um, what the pioneers did for this and that <clears throat> to maintain whatever they they were trying to do um, long time ago. Um, when they had no refrigeration or anything, so. But, yep, we're getting uh, we're getting down through the year now. Pretty good now. It's already August. That's uh, be my time of the year, not winter time so much. Spring and spring and fall. I like that because you can actually go out and work in the yard and stuff and cut the grass. It's not too terribly hot out there. <clears throat> and hopefully, all getting along pretty good. Um... Going back to work and all that good stuff I have too So we'll just have to wait for the second wave If that ever even happens So yeah It's it's a trying time right now I'll tell you that um, Hopefully you're all putting away something uh case, case It does get bad I don't know um, But you always should have food put away Just in case uh, Grid down situation Power failure You name it it's always nice to fall back on something. So, anyways, uh, I'm gonna talk about how sailors uh, preserve water on their ships for months. Um, that was 17th century. Okay, we never know the worth of the water till the well is dry. That was a um, a quote. Uh, from a guy by the name of Tom uh, Fuller from 1732. Okay, there is an old... I can't even pronounce that word. S-L-O-V-A-K-I-A-N. I I think it's Slovakian Slovakian or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It goes something like this. Water is the world's first and foremost medication, it couldn't be more right. Between the 16th and 19th century sailing ships dominated naval war- warfare. and In the international trade routes of, at sea throughout this period, the square-rigged ships carried early settlers um, um, and European uh, explorers, colonizers... Um, to different parts of the world, making one of the world's most widespread human migrations in history. Nicknamed Age of Sail, this period began in 1571 with the Battle of Lepanto, Lepanto, something, I I'm not sure what that word is. It could have been a battle maybe in France or something, I don't know and ended in 1862 with the Battle of the Hampton Roads. When the steam-powered CSS Virginia destroyed the USS Congress and USS Cumberland sailing ships, European and American colonies shared a very strong connection between the 16th and 19th centuries. Shipping back, then sailors would spend weeks, even months at sea, and had to come up with ways to preserve fresh water. In 1568, the uh, daily ration of water in a Spanish ship was 0.25 gallons wine, might have been an excellent source of extra calories, but it dehydrated the body. Some even didn't even drink the wa- their wine. They saved the wine to sell it uh, afterwards upon arrival in America. In 1636, the um, the Admiralty of um, Amsterdam allowed ships with 100 sailors on board to carry 35 barrels of beer, as well apart from food. When Jamaica was conquered in 1655, rum became uh, widely available, it was cheap, and sailors soon realized it lasted better in wooden barrels than beer did. Until 1740, um, sailors drank the rum in plain form, the permission of the captain, but then the um, admiralty um, demanded it uh, to be mixed with water, producing a famous beverage called Grog, G-R-O-G. Yeah, I think it's Grog. On an extended voyage's at sea, sailors needed significant qualities of drinkable water, however, the casks um, they always had on board were never enough to keep the crew hydrated to fix the shortage. They would sweeten the water with wine or beer, thus also algae, wine, and beer uh, spoil pretty quickly, so they came up with a solution. Um, adding rum to the mix, rum uh, didn't uh, just increase the water amount. It also was used to purify the water. 16 ounces of rum, one pint, is enough to purify one gallon of water. Even through the practice, didn't stick in the Royal Navy. It has been proven to be a viable alternative to disinfected and contaminated water. If the taste doesn't quite match your Preference. Try adding two tablespoons of sugar to the blend or some lemon juice. About thirty ounces. The alcohol in the rum kills harmful pathogens and bacteria, thus making the water you have available safe to drink without getting drunk. <laughs> That's interesting. The, the 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 um. The water must do something to the alcohol, probably. Um. um who knows what ha- what happens to it. That's interesting. I never knew that. <clears throat> Learn something every day, I guess. However, even through alcoholic beverages were preferred by sailors, overindulgence often led to crew impairment and um, and performance. Uh, on the top of that, it was, was um, a lot of expensive more expensive than water, uh, a ship sailing for three months would require about one gallon per day per person for 135 men the daily consumption would fluctuate depending on combat circumstances des- uh, desertion disease and air temperature before there was long-term settlements our ancestors often set up uh, camp or stayed in a place where there was water nearby, water sources. Um, long-term storage, long-term water storage, sorry. In 1630, sailors would store their water in wooden cask, casks, C-A-S-K, I think I'm pronouncing it right. They soon realized that casks um, leaked and rot, thus leading to accumulation of algae and bacteria, as a countermeasure, they started painting and charring casks on the sides before them, before using them. Uh, sulfurization was another practice used to kill bacteria. This involved burning sulfur inside the barrels and generating sulfur dioxide. In spite of a heavy smell, often associated with rot rotten eggs the water was safe to drink chlorinating the water is probably the simplest method to get rid of unpleasant rotten egg smell however make sure you use um regular bleach only it should contain um any additives uh, uh or cleaning solutions steer steer uh, clear of products that uh, feature color booster scents and other um capabilities um use one pint 16 fluid ounces of chlorine per 12.5 gallons of water stir in the mix and let sit for 30 minutes it should become translucent the water um should only have a slight smell of chlorine so like i don't know regular bottle you probably want to use maybe put a capful in there. Um myself I would probably use iodine if you get water from any kind of source or anything like that if you you know um usually drinking water is the best but I mean uh <clears throat> keeping your water in plastic I mean that's not all that good. I mean uh, glass breaks so I don't think you have much of a choice but plastic. Um I don't know about metal containers so much. It'd only have to be like the hard, hard rubber or hard plastic, like a, say a military canteen or something. Could put iodine, maybe a cap full of bleach in there. The iodine usually it's about, um, about 10 minutes once you shake it and once it's, uh, killed any microbes or anything, but you want to definitely filter that out, um, I would probably stick to bottled water and then maybe just use some iodine or some bleach. Um, I don't know how it would taste. I don't think it would be too bad. If you if you let it sit there for a little while, I suppose it wouldn't be too bad. It would kind of kind of run away a little bit, the, the smell and stuff like that. It would just uh, get diluted in the water and you may not even taste it. I don't think it would kill you. I mean, a capful, that's barely anything, depending upon... Um, you know how big the bottle is, otherwise, I would go. Uh, I would keep it to drops or something if it's a huge thing, yeah, maybe a cap full, but I would keep it to drops after that because depending upon how big the bottle is, you have to let the bleach dissipate a little bit <clears throat> before you drink it. I think five or ten minutes or something like that, it'll dissipate out. Um, I know iodine's like that. Actually, I take iodine every day, um, just to kind of keep my um. My system up to up to par because um a uh, lot of the lot of the food all the all the nutrients and stuff have been cooked out of the food and stuff like that so um some iodines they it has like sea salt has um has the real iodine in it not the not the stuff in table salt' cause that's the wrong kind of um that's the wrong kind of iodine you want to use. <clears throat> I always use uh sea salt in my my salt shaker. Um I got it like a grinder in there and it comes out a little bit better. I, I like doing it. It's just I don't know, sea salt tastes a little bit better I think. Okay, I'll keep going here. The history of using bleach dates back to the eighteen hundreds when a British scientist found out that caloria, um is that it's said like a disease. C C H O L E R A um, had spread because the contaminated water pipe. Upon his discovery, uh, discovery, John Snow applied chlorine to the water, which was as effective as the people hoped it would be. Um, This led to uh, to the first government uh, public regulations to install municipality. Uh, water filters like chlorine. This is a process that you will have to apply to your municipality. Water does not add chlorine to the water supply. Um, okay, let's just how much more I got to go over here. I only got a little bit. Going there. <clears throat> okay, um Add two drops of non scented chlorine bleach to every two liters of water. Make sure that it is non um additive. It's a non additive type of bleach. Before drinking or using the water, let it stand for thirty minutes. I said maybe about ten to twenty. And that's about about it I mean I don't I don't know you know where where bleach and iodine is any different I suppose bleach is a little bit more um gotta let it stand to uh so the water can accumulate all of it and kind of um, um clean the water any microbes or anything if you smell the chlorine in the water let it stand for another 15 minutes so yeah, you will you will smell it. Iodine does not have that scent in it. Okay, do not use scented bleaches, color-safe bleaches, or bleaches that add cleaners as for, uh, prescribed by FEMA, as this will contaminate the water. So you want to use straight-up bleach. It cannot cannot be a cleaner, <clears throat> and I I believe that chlorine is like that. I mean, it's a cleaner anyways, but I'm saying it doesn't have no additives in it. It's just straight-up stuff. Um, do not use pool chlorine, as it is much stronger than laundry or household bleach. Aside from household or laundry bleach, you can also use chlorine um, dioxide pills and water drops. Um, potable aqua tablets have been proven against bacteria um there's a couple viruses that goes along with it uh acromia um water treatment drop are um epa registered and, and in a single one ounce bottle of drops can treat 30 gallons of water that depends upon if you've got that much water sitting around if you've been um storing your water from uh, rainwater, which is pretty good. But you always have to treat that water. That's quite a bit in big barrels, <clears throat> like those, plat- those big plastic ones, the blue ones or white ones. Treating your water with iodine can also ensure drinking, um, ensure clean drinking water. See, that's, that's what I was saying. Iodine does help too. Simply add 12 drops of um, 2%. Uh, of iodine um, per gallon of water, the only important thing is to remember that family friends that are not, are pregnant or nursing cannot drink water treated with the process. Um, there' are just certain iodines that you, you should be using, not um iodine like for um, a wound. I, I would imagine you could probably use that i don't I don't think there's much of a difference. Um, iodine is iodine but there's uh, certain certain kind of iodines you can use as long as it's for um consumption only um but like i said it's uh, it's probably not the medical grade but i i don't know that it's um, the kind of iodine you're talking about is the T-I-N-C-T-U-R-E. that's the iodine you're supposed to be using i can't Pronounce it. It's kind of a weird name. I've never seen it before. Uh, let's see. Distilling is another way to disinfect water. Basically, you heat it up the water to a boiling point. When it becomes vapor, cool that vapor and catch the purified water. It will um, it will give you um, clean water. You need um, with uh, only disadvantages of it being that. It is a time-consuming process. So, like, um, one way of getting water, say, if you don't have any and you're out, I mean, this is more or less a survival scenario. You can use a piece of plastic when the the sun is out, and that heats up underneath there, and it causes dew, the dew droplets to drop into a container of some kind, uh canteen or something like that. But you're talking you're talking a lot, you're talking a long time before that fills up. But that's one way you could do it. And that would be a distilling process. If you don't have much time and money to spend on all the options above There are ways to filter your water without making use of electricity and technology. This is based on sand filters that our ancestors used to sanitize the water in the early 1600s. And the first uh, water filters in the 1700s were made from wood, charcoal, and coal. So yeah, there's, there's all kinds of ways of doing it. I mean, sand filters, we used to use them in the pools and stuff, you know. And that gets rid of stuff you know you can use charcoal to do it you know your um your water filtration systems at your um at your faucet if you have the old ones they have charcoal in them um they uh um, those water water type of um uh pitchers um a lot of those had um uh, charcoal in them for uh purifying water. <clears throat> I don't know how long they last. I think there's some sort of a way of telling or whatever, or they have some sort of a thing on the on the um on the side you know to, before you throw it away. but you know if you're using sand filters or or you're using actual charcoal and stuff like that, you've put it into something and whatever and have the water running through the charcoal. I suppose that would be pretty good. You could probably use that for a, quite a long time. <clears throat> Okay, first there were were sand filters. They use the compact soil and the ability to soak um, in water. History records that people have used to run water slowly and carefully through um, three to five feet of sand. They would uh, boil the water after that, and they knew that the water was no longer um, uh, filled with uh, dangerous uh, microorganisms. And debris. The important thing to know about sand filters is that the top layer should be cleaned off and replaced regularly. Today, storing water makes uh, use of different containers. If you're going to use plastic, keep the following thoughts in mind. Not all plastic containers are safe for food or water. Make sure that the outside of your plastic chosen plastic has a recyclable symbol, with a number 1 in the range of 2-7. Be um, wary of the number 7. However, it is food-grade, and just like the others, if the container was not used for any kind of food, do not trust it. The best food-grade containers are those that are marked with um, the number 2. If you're going to exist, existing plastic containers in your home, do not reuse old uh, milk jugs or cardboard um, type juice boxes. Make sure that to wash the plastic container thoroughly. If you can't seem to get rid of of the smell, do not use it. Follow these steps when you are sanitizing plastic containers like Gatorade bottles. So, the a, a description this is number one. It's uh polyurethane, and um, they use it for soft drink bottles, mineral water, fruit juices, and uh, cooking oil. And it goes all the way up to six. So there's, uh, a PETE, and then this number two is HDPE. Number three is PCV. It's like, uh, um, your are you're thinner PCV, probably not for the stuff for plumbing or something like that it um uh, that would be for trays sweets fruit plastic packaging bubble wrap and food foils to wrap um, food stuff um number four is um, ldpe it's low density polyurethane crushed bottles um, shopping bags highly resistant sacks and most of the wrappings um number five is pp and that's Um, that's a polyurethane also, uh, furniture, consumers, luggage, toys, as well as bumpers, lining, and internal, uh, border, borders of cars inside. Um, PS, I can't even read that. It's, uh, it's a polyurethane, toys, hard packing, um, refrigerator trays, cosmetic bags, Costume jewelry, audio cassettes, CDs cases, and vending cups, and then seven, which is other, other plastics including acrylic, um, uh, the type of fibers, um, nylon, fiberglass. An example of um, one type is a uh, polycarbonate used for CD production and baby feeding bottles. I think I'll take a commercial break here for uh, Digger's Dam. It's uh, located in Tennessee. Um, number there is 434-665. Uh, yeah, 434-665-9753. Sorry, thought I missed a number. Take care of his mind lab, uh, Garrett, um, Deus. Nope to simplex um, and for the um, mine lab, that's fifteen percent off veterans. Um, send that down to him so you can get that fifteen percent off. It's the only company that actually offers fifteen percent off unless you, you there's another one that offers military discounts, not none that I know of i don't I don't know of any of them that do. Um, with the MindLab, I guess they send, the uh, the discount back to the, to the seller. Okay. I believe he, I don't know if he carries the, the Garrett Apex yet. I think that's going to be out very soon. Yeah. And then, uh, for the MindLab, it's the MindLab 800. That's the Equinox 800. It also carries the, um, MindLab Vanquish um 340 440 540 and that's 540 pro pack 540 pro pro pack does come with wireless headphones great detector i i use one myself i think it's a little bit better than my uh, mind lab e-track um that's an old technology i mean it works good but it's more complicated uh, detector to run i call it a microwave because it's got so many buttons um, yeah, he's got the new, uh, the new, um, Simplex from, um, uh, Nocta Macro. Um, let's see, he sells Deus uh, metal detectors, um, uh, black or white, um, elliptical coil. Uh, the black ones, I believe, are regular, but the white ones are HF coils. Um, those are interesting, uh, metal detectors. I've never seen one transmitted to the coil and the unit has a battery and the coil's got a battery and there's no wire, which is pretty interesting. But it doesn't transmit through the water, so you got to have to have that underwater kit or, um, not actually the underwater kit. They do have one for that, but, um, the signal just doesn't transmit through the water very well. Um... And then I was saying he carries a Garrett, um, AT Pro, AT Max. Um, he also carries shovels and digging pouches and things for that junk and the coins. And uh, definitely throw it, put the junk in the in the bag and stuff like that so you don't go back to the same place and dig up the same stuff again. Otherwise, somebody will probably do it for you. Um, And he's located in Tennessee, so you can give him a call. I believe he's open right now. So, anyways, that's uh, enough of that. And if you're on private property, always ask for permission. Big thing. Um, On public property, make sure it's not state parks, because um, depending upon the community and stuff like that, you could get into some trouble. It depends, you know, it depends upon the city. You have to check with the city. I know state parks are off limits, but in some cities, um, if they usually have, um, um they make the rules and stuff on those. Because I know if you go into Brown County, I live in um, uh, Nicollet County here. If you go over to Brown County, there's no metal detecting at all, only in private property because the city counts. I think I think some people just didn't cover up their holes like they were supposed to, and it ruined it. Um, I know there was another place here off of 169, which is in Henderson, and there's a park up there, and they put signs up where people can't metal detect because idiots dig the holes, and they don't properly fill them, or they don't dig the holes correctly there's a big thing to that it's just some people so they don't trip and stuff like that so I always I always when I when I dig uh uh any sod or anything I make a cap but I leave a little bit of grass um in there I don't pull the whole cap out of the ground because it regenerates a lot quicker because I've noticed that out in my yard it will regenerate it takes a little while but I always leave a little grass behind there so and I it's got like a hinge, and you can kind of put it right back down and throw the, the dirt in the, in the hole, which is which is nice. And then, uh, you know, and, uh, people can't even tell you where you were at. So, <clears throat> Okay, well, I'm going to keep going here. I'm just yammering away, huh? Okay, um, wash each bottle using water and uh, dish soap. Sanitize each bottle cap inside out of uh a bleach solution of one teaspoon bleach mixed with one quart of water. Rinse sanitized bottles with uh, clean water. Fill each bottle with it, with tap water. Add two drops of um, standard unscented household bleach, four or six percent sodium, uh, H-Y-P-O-C-H, chlorine, hypochlorine, Chlorite or something like that i don't know empty and refresh your water storage uh once a year um i don't know if that water would really go bad i mean if you got bleach and you could just add some in there i suppose the water would be okay still i mean if you've already added uh your bleach in there i can't imagine that water ever going bad i mean if it's if it's um it's kept in a cool, dry place out of sunlight. I can't imagine it going bad. I've never known water going bad. I, I, maybe it does. I, I'm not sure. If you'd like to complete, uh, be completely safe, the best containers to use are new ones. If you're going to choose glass containers, here's some guidelines. Make sure that your glass container is food safe. Some containers may have been used to store chemicals which could endanger you and your loved ones. Remember that glass can break easily if it can um, also crack under freezing temperatures. Worse, it could have tiny visible flaws you are not any unable to see that um, could trap contaminants in your water. Prepare proper storage. The best forms of glassware is uh, is uh, safe for food and water. Um, there's a certain kind of glass, um, uh, Pyrex. Um, as I guess that's one of the glasses um, that you can use. Um, watch out for soda lime base gases that can call calls itself Pyrex, um, as it is. It is not not uh, heat-resistant, as like a mason jar. Uh, Let's see, another form of storage can be stainless steel, which was exactly based on the, um, uh, for the properties of of silver, antibacterial. Um, Consider whether or not your water was treated with chlorine. All through stainless steel is actually more durable um, then the two, uh, first two options, chlorine alone could corrode the container. Yeah, You don't want to use um, bleach in any kind of metal container. It is better to look for um, steel drums that aren't lined with a protective coating to lessen the risks. Um, as with any container, make sure that your stainless steel containers are food grade. Filtering water supplies. In the early 1800s, sailors began filtering water. The wooden casks um, would rot in time, thus affecting the quality of the water. To preserve the freshness, they began adding gunpowder to their uh, putrid um, water sources. Also known as black powder, gunpowder was made of charcoal sulfur and saltpeter. Potassium nitrate, an average of three ounces of gunpowder, was added to one gallon of water. They would leave the mix to sit for a few hours before consuming. Sailors didn't know how much gunpowder was needed to freshen the water. They simply checked the level of clarity of the water, the smell and taste. If the water didn't smell rotten and translucent and improved, it was safe to drink. If not, they would add more gunpowder to the mix. Soon after they realized that gunpowder was a viable solution to make uh, putrid uh, water safe to drink, Um, they began using charcoal. The Japanese were the first to use charcoal to filter water back in the 17th century. Activated charcoal removes chlorine and addition sediments found in contaminated water. Instructions how to make a charcoal Japanese water filter. Obtain um, charcoal fresh, cooled off, and preferably from a campfire. Remove the ash and dirt. Choose the biggest pieces and crush them into small bits. Grab a plastic bottle or regular soda bottle should do, and cut the bottom of the, uh, the taller uh, one off, and widen the bottle um is better, so cut, uh, cut the cut the top portion off because the the pouring portion would be it would be perfect because you know it it's such a small area, so you got a a, a big area that you could put all that charcoal into. Um, uh, cover the small opening with a piece of cloth, or you can also use grass. Um, make a small hole um, into the bottle cap. Now stuff the crushed charcoal into the bottle, press slightly, add another piece of cloth, and press the uh, charcoal composition, or you can um, also use drained sand. Start pouring water and use other contain- uh, container to gather the filtered water. The water should, be, should drip very slowly. If the water does not, doesn't filter slowly, then charcoal you placed is not pressed tightly enough. There's a description of what it looks like, um, what it's supposed to be, um, and how the setup is. Um, when you put it into the water bottle or something, when you flip it over, you cut the top off. And then the cap has the, you just poke a little hole in there, I suppose. Just a small one, not nothing too big. Um, repeat this process until the water's crystal clear about two to three times silver coins if silver coins were available on board sailors would place them in the water barrels to purify the water and kill harmful bacteria i've never heard of that yeah you learn something every day i guess silver ions found in silver coins 999 silver pure silver aka colloidal silver can remove algae chlorine lead bad odors and bacteria from drinking water. Actually, my toothpaste has uh, colloidal silver in it, which you can't buy that in the stores. You have to order it. I've never seen any stores carry colloidal silver in uh, toothpaste. Um, That's that's a new one. Um, I guess they've been doing that for a little while. They used to... Uh, colloidal silver was used for other things and stuff other than like fluoride and toothpaste because fluoride doesn't help you none. They just tell you it's for your teeth, but it's not. It's uh, Fluoride is an acid, and that's why they make you go to the dentist. So, you know, you're going to have to spend money. I mean, they put fluoride in the water, and that's not good either. <clears throat> but in my area, they have... Um, they've cut back the 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 fluoride put into the water because it's not for your teeth it's um i I don't know why they put it in there because um fluoride is actually natural in the environment um I don't know if that's the corrosive fluoride or not, but uh, when they told you they put it in there for your teeth that's bullshit it's it's not good for your brain either, and that they shouldn't be putting that much in there if uh you have a problem with it you know your city or something you can go to your city council meetings and ask about it because I did ask and they said that they've reduced uh fluoride going into the water here but I don't know that's what they say so I usually run my tap for a little bit before I even fill anything. And I don't ever drink really out of the tap very much anyways. I would rather have bottled water or something. And I always put um, iodine in all my bottles before I drink it. I shake it. I wait about five or ten minutes to, before I drink it. Um, Keep going here. Sorry I got off on a tangent. In the seventeenth 17th, uh, 17th century, sailors would spend months at sea their water supplies was often damaged because wooden casks were um, perfect for developing rot when coming into contact with moisture. To make the water drinkable again, they would would toss silver coins into the barrels. Um, conventional wooden barrels uh, used by sailors could fit a quarter, a, quant, a quantity of 30 gallons of water per barrel an average of two silver coins per gallon was enough to purify the water, meaning a whole cask would require an average of 60 silver coins. Wow, that's... As silver is going up now. Gold has. I mean, <clears throat> if, you, if you metal detect and you got silver, keep it. You know, anything anything 64 and back, it's, it's uh, not 99% silver, but it's... You know, forty percent or something like that. So, because the silver is never worthless, it's uh, it's always going to be worth something. It's good for bartering, I think. One day maybe. Okay, the Morgan dollar weighed twenty six grams, contains zero point seven ounces of pure silver. That silver, this uh, means um, one coin is enough to purify a half gallon of water. Um, I don't. I don't know about putting coins in the water. I don't know. I. I mean, I have a Morgan dollar. I. I suppose I could use it to purify my water, my water right. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I. That would be the last thing I would do. I've. I've never heard of that. But, you learn something every day. Cask had a um cylindrical um, uh, shape uh, to easily roll. On the ship, they were used um, of oak-starved uh, and bulge in the middle, and iron hoops were used to for tightening, bounding. Ships carried casks um, of different capacities. Most casks could fit up to 30 gallons of water in the barrels and were placed in the hold to keep the ship balanced. After consuming the fresh water, sailors would refill Um, the barrels with seawater to preserve the ballast and preserve the ship's stability. When a ship reached shore, transferring fresh water into the ship was rather difficult since the water already on board came into casks, emptying the casks which had to be refilled with seawater to keep the um, boat balanced. Um, Would wreck the boat's ballast, sailors had to raft the ship with a surf when approaching the coastline. Um, then they would uh, tow the casks overboard um, one by one and fill them with uh, fresh water from, uh, from an onshore pump. Some sailors used um, sailcloth to catch to refill their barrels. They would first wash off the salt accumulating in the casks. Then they would taste the water to make sure it was sweet and would um, then refill the barrels before embarking on another adventure. In extreme circumstances, they would even collect dew, condensed water from the surface of their ships and drank it to stay hydrated. Rainwater harvesting. A great method to stay hydrated at sea required harvesting rainwaters. Sailors of the 17th century would catch rainwater by plugging um, sculpers um, on the main deck, but in time they would uh, realize that the deck was not clean environment, and they started using um, uh, superstructure for the, uh, the the ship's roof to harvest uh, rainwater. Then they would set up uh, buckets to catch the rainwater, or um, spread the horizontal canvas attached to the rigging and mast and accumulate um, water was directly into the casks. Harvesting rainwater. People have been harvesting um, rainwater for centuries and the techniques and methods used to um, store it have um, involved uh, tremendously um, starting from catching rainwater into lo- um, large buckets and bins to using more advanced systems. It all depends on the purpose you have in mind for rain- the water. Um, that you need. Landowners uh, store rainwater for gardening purposes. Um, Only other people living in arid parts of the country might want to survive, or at very least, they can cut back on expenses in uh, their monthly water bill. Contrary to popular belief, not all rainwater is safe to drink. It is important to check pH levels of your water before consuming it. Uh, Neutral pH levels are between 6.8 and 8 um, rainwater uh, with a pH level above 8 is acid and should not be consumed um, until after it has been properly filtered and purified. It may come from the sky but before reaching the ground it may have come in contact with harmful pollutants. In the atmosphere. If you live in rainy areas of the country. You can easily have one or more barrels. Up to 55 gallons attached to your um, house's roof pipes. Okay, well that's... Um, sit on that one. Um, I'm going to still keep going here. Um, in the next uh, podcast I have for next week. So get used to wearing your mask cuz we're going to be wearing our mask for a long time. I I see it at least at least until November or maybe before that. So okay, well uh, be good and uh, I'll see you next Sunday. Bye-bye.